You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning, War Report family. Your man, Ike Jones, here, unmuted to start the show. I know y'all love that, man. We're getting into it. It is Monday morning. Happy MLK Day to everybody that's out here. January 16th, 2023. We're here back discussing the linebacker room with the addition of Austin Keys. Y'all know what it is, man. The War Report family in here giving y'all a good morning drop. Let's get straight to it. Morning drop right here on you, your guy Ike Jones with my man Mike G in here, man. We are in here talking about the linebacker room, specifically the addition of Austin Keys. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Before we get into all of that, Mike G, how you feeling today, man? Oh, feeling pretty good. Listen, lots is happening on the planes right now. So sure. we got basketball popping, gymnastics yeah. is in full gear, yeah. and of course, Auburn football has work to do before the spring, so we're here to talk about it. Lots of work to do before the spring. Today, actually, the first day that they're going to be in there getting into this new weight training program. So they're going to be able to get in and start their workouts for the spring starting today. Man, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, Kind of, you know, listen, we talk about strength and conditioning a lot on here. It is officially get your weight up season right now on the Plains. Yeah, Auburn is bringing in Austin Keys, mm-hmm. a linebacker. Uh, we're going to talk about this today. He's uh, He's got some – I want to say that he, he's, he's probably one of our biggest areas of needs here, or Hugh Freeze's biggest area of needs is at linebacker. Um, the linebacker played with subpar, and you know he graded out really well in 2021. His numbers per PFF dropped off a little bit in 2022. Might have been symptomatic overall what was going on that Ole Miss defense – Bottom line is this kid has talent. He's looking for someplace else to play. The yeah. Plains is the place, so we're going to see what he's got. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, to your point, he did have a slight drop-off. Well, actually, a pretty significant drop-off um, in year two, according to PFF. If you look at uh, 2021, he graded out overall as an 85.5. 2022, 63.8. Uh, you know, they did have yeah. the change in defensive coordinator there, DJ Durkin, leaving Ole Miss and headed to uh, Texas A&M. Uh, so the new defensive coordinator, similar scheme, though. It wasn't a scheme difference. So it'd be interesting to to dive into a little bit of why maybe he felt like his productivity. Listen, Austin, if you're listening right now, my guy, come holler at your boys over here at the War Report, man. We definitely want to talk to you and see um, kind of how your thoughts are on what you're going to be able to produce in 2023. But it would be interesting to see just kind of from his perspective or even looking at the film, I do have... Uh, the 2022 film of our game, of course, uh, against Ole Miss. And then I think I might actually have the 2023 film, Mm. uh, excuse me, the 2021 and 2022. I think I have both of those Ole Miss games. Um, uh, So maybe we'll take a look at that at some point this week and look at um, Austin Keys and see if we can kind of look at what kind of linebacker we're getting here. But going more specifically to him, I I think it would be interesting to see from his perspective why he felt like the drop-off happened and maybe what the film says about that. Um, But he projects as a middle linebacker, right? So Mm -hmm. that was, as we stated yesterday, a position that left something to be desired last year for Auburn. We had Owen Papo, who is no longer in the room there, and the guy who started the vast majority of the snaps or played the vast majority of the snaps, Wesley Steiner, and then the other person who took a large portion of the snaps last year in Cam Riley. Cam Riley and Wesley Steiner back. 
You think Austin Keys can come in here and fight for a spot amongst those two middle linebackers on this? Oh, uh, yeah, I think he can. Now, listen, I want to say I really like Wesley Steiner. Um, he's an intelligent linebacker, um, but I, th- I think they didn't retain the linebacker coach for a reason. So, you know, I liked Christian Robinson. The players seemed to like him. Uh, but ultimately, nobody's looking at linebacker play, Isaac, and saying, wow, those guys play well, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's got a chance to, you know, I think I think at every position at linebacker, it's wide open. Yeah. With the guys that they're bringing in, you know, and they're, you know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to battle and prove. I, I think that I always like the incumbents to maybe hold on to the job. Mm. But, you know, uh, in this case, I'm thinking at linebacker, there are no favorites. There are no favorites going into the spring. So 15 practices, 15 practices and summer workouts is what you get to prove that you can be a starter at this level. I I think he's already proved it at Ole Miss. Yeah. Right. In the SEC. And I think our guys have a lot to prove. So in this case, it may be a little bit, uh, you know, reverse vice. You know, the, uh, the incumbents are actually maybe behind the eight ball when it comes to Austin Keys coming in. And taking yeah. a spot. I mean, and listen, you have a completely new staff over there on the defensive side. The only person that remains from last year's staff is not in the linebacker room, and that's going to be uh, Zach Etheridge. Um, so I don't really know how much of an advantage you have in linebacker because um, they're switching schemes from what you were playing last year. They're going to be switching personnel for who's going to be doing the evaluation starting at defensive coordinator. Um, And he's a linebacker guy. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that battle, that's one of those uh, spots where the battle for who's going to be the starter is going to be interesting because I don't know that you're going to be rotating linebackers on the middle of the defense. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. You might rotate some guys on the edge, but the inside linebackers are likely going to be the same two guys for the vast majority of snaps next season. So you need to be in the two deep there if you're really going to expect to get playing time without having some sort of injuries pop up during the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, tr- tr- fighting for the two deep is something that we're going to watch this spring, right? Like, um, again, Austin Keys. I think the role, I, I'm interested to see what role he's going to play on the defense. Yeah. You know, is he a quiet guy? Is he is he a you know vocal leader? Right. Right. Is he going to be a guy that you put out there that's going to be like a captain on defense, directing everybody? You know, I didn't get a chance to see that. I don't know. You watched some of his tape. Did you get a chance to see what kind of guy he was on the field? I mean, and no, I mean, I, I don't think he had to be that guy for Ole Miss. And that's going to be super interesting to see who emerges as the vocal leader on that defense because – Uh, again, the middle linebacker usually is your quarterback. They need to be out there making sure people understand where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. They're usually the one that energizes that defense. Like you think back to uh, some of the great defenses that we've had at Auburn, the middle linebacker was that guy. He's the tackle machine. He's the one that is always your eraser up front. If you know, there there's a person who's going to be getting those third down stops on third and short. That's your plugger. That's the guy who's supposed to be doing all of that stuff. Um, so I think it's going to be super interesting to see who emerges as that alpha on that group that's going to be out there at the defense, flying around, making things happen, and making sure people are in the right place. Is he going to be the guy that's going to help get the defense to another level? And I think a good question is, you know, from what we saw last year. What do you want to see in productivity from the linebacker position to make you say, 
all right, we're we're moving in the right direction. Like, what what's the thing that's going to make you say that from the linebackers' position? Uh, just just playing assignment sound football, right? Uh, too many times they were picking the wrong gaps. They were out of place, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and in critical situations too, goal line situations where again, if they pick the right gap, you stop a touchdown. You maybe change the momentum of the game. Just they were just out of place too much, right? And uh, you know, it was a far cry from. You know, the the days of Kobe McClain being just a tackling machine out there. Right. You know, leading the NCAA in tackles. Uh, so, you know, they, we, they, they've got some work to do in that area, Ike. Like, I, I can't stress enough. Linebacker was an Achilles heel for this defense last year. Yeah. It was. And, you know, and, and to me, that that's not a knock on the guys in the room. Right. Right. So when you ask what I want to see, I just want to see these guys, just like every other position, develop. Take the next step. Understand your assignment. I want it to look functional. I want it to look, uh, you know, I just want it to look competent out there. I want them to look competent on the field. So, you know, you mentioned that we're going to be running a 3-4 defense at times, right? Mm -hmm. The defense is going to be multiple, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we may have four linebackers out there at some point. Right. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity in that 3-4 style defense for the linebackers to shine and fly around the field. And with the way offenses are playing ball like you know having linebackers who can drop back into coverage right. and play the middle of the field is going to be super important um again i'm going to ask you saw some of his tape did you see him do any dropping back in coverage yeah no so he had to do that quite often with uh the old miss scheme um is get back into to coverage because they played a very similar style defense right, right. so it's not gonna I, and that's why i think maybe he has the inside track is because what he's been used to playing is going to be more he's going to be more accustomed to playing that sort of thing from that position um that's it's not going to be drastically different than what we had defensively last year because we because of the the four two five so the inside linebacker responsibilities are going to be very similar mm-hmm. um in these two defenses whether it is two linebackers around the edge or it's a third linebacker um so whether you're playing three linebackers or two linebackers, those middle linebacker responsibilities are going to be very simple, similar because we would walk that hybrid linebacker type or an edge guy is what we called it in the old defense up to the front. Um, and then we'd have two linebackers around there. So that's be very, very similar responsibilities. But Keys, I think, played that, in my opinion, from what I've seen at a higher level than some of the guys that we had come in and play. I think the wild card factor here is going to be those freshmen or redshirt freshmen that can yeah. come in and play. Yeah, for sure. Listen, um, it's going to be interesting to watch this spring battle here on defense as well. Um, again, defense, the defense I thought played well in spurts last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, you know, they they lost some guys. Uh, they're going to lose some guys. I'm going to stress that. Auburn, yeah. is, Auburn is not done losing guys to the portal. For sure. Right. Auburn is definitely not done losing guys to the portal. So uh, I'm expecting some edge guys to be going this spring. I uh, hope not, man. That's a thin room, man. The edge yeah. is one of those places where we really need guys, but because we got a lot of linebackers now, it, they could move somebody out to the edge that was playing kind of in the middle, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm foreshadowing it's something I was told, but mm. like uh, I expect there to be attrition after the spring uh, or before the spring uh, on defense. So, uh, you know, at linebacker and at, at D-line. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see with all the guys they brought in, because, you know, a lot was made of how many guys Lane Kiffin like brought in uh, through the portal at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everybody just completely disregarded that they lost, lost. most most players <laughs> to the portal. <Yeah. laughs> so 
uh, this is if they can hold on. I mean, again, sometimes your best recruiting job is just convincing guys to stay. Right. Right. Which is going to be hard. Right. Because you, the snaps are limited. Right. And guys want to play. There, There's no way for you to go make money NIL or otherwise without getting on the field. Right. right. And so, you, yeah, you can make the you know minimum NIL where they're just going to give you your check every month. But if you want to make some real money and you have a shot to play in the NFL, you need tape. Somebody's got to see something from you on the field that's productive. They need to call your name on Saturdays in order for your name to get called on draft day or on Sundays. It's got to right. happen. And you only have a limited amount of eligibility to make that work. Um, so you've got to see the field in order for that stuff to happen. And these kids know that. And they are going to be anxious to see where they fall on the depth chart and making business decisions after that. Yeah, business decisions is a great way to put it. Uh, because that's what they have to make now with NIL. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be Austin Keys, right? Like, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's like a locksmith in town uh, that can throw Austin an NIL. Listen, man, we got Keontae Scott, who I already call Key. Now we got Austin Keys. That means we're gonna be locking people down on defense yeah, all year. That's right. Man. That's right. I need oh. to see it. So, uh, you know, if you're a locksmith in Auburn and you're watching this, go ahead and throw Austin Keys that uh, that NIL deal. Show him, show him some Auburn spirit. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be tons of position battles going on. Uh, And you know that there's somebody right in that linebacker room that's saying, oh crap, here comes this guy. They're already considering transferring because just, just because he's coming in. Right. Right. Because Because they thought that their path was clear. And now it's like, there's another roadblock here. Let me go find a, a, a clearer path. Well, you don't bring a guy in with that much experience to watch him sit. Yeah. You just don't. So if you're one of those guys who doesn't have unless, a ton unless of experience. Unless your name's Eugene Asante for some reason, then you have a bunch of experience and nobody, they don't play you. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, even, understand. I don't even understand it, right? Yeah. But again, uh, watch out for attrition coming because of this addition, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, some of it is going to be, you know, uh, some of it is going to, you know, I don't want fans to freak out like I don't, want, uh, I don't fans to freak out. So they're going to. They're, going, <laughs> they're yeah, absolutely going. No matter what we're going to do, they're going to, right? So yeah, no. So here's the thing, right? The, the the unfortunate reality is that the Hugh Freeze fans on Twitter have been dunking on the people who who were not fans of this hire because of all the things that are being added. This is going to be the opportunity for the people who were not for the freeze hire to get a couple of dunks back in. And it's going right. to happen. And then they're going to rile all these people up that are freeze fans. And they're going to be this combative. See, I told you he wasn't any good. And it's like, ah, oh, man, we just lost this guy who didn't have any uh, snaps for real. And they're going to be like, I don't care. We sh- this guy could have been great for us. And then that person goes and makes one good play on some other team. And they're going to be like, see, we could have had him. Hugh Freeze ran him off the team. Yeah, like, That's going to be the narrative that floats out there because that's how it works. Right. And make no mistake, there is still a contingent of alumni, donors, yeah, and fans that were not are not on board with this hire. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, and again, you know, we have <laughs> firsthand knowledge of that, right? So yeah. at the at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, uh, he said in his press conference, uh, because you know, there were also players who were like question mark on Twitter. Right. After the hire, you know, and I wonder if there are any on the field results that will make those turn those people's minds. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe off the field actions that, t- that change their minds. Right. Um, I'm all about forgiveness and redemption. So uh, I don't think I don't think anybody's irredeemable. Anybody. 
you know, I think if you want to change, you can change. Uh, but, you know, uh, what people doubt is, you know, someone what's in someone's heart, like whether they have the want to, to, right? right? And so, you know, like I said, these these kids have chosen to play for Hugh Freeze. Um, so to some extent, there's a lot of people who support it as well, too. Yep. Uh, and Austin Keys took a look. He listened to their pitch, and he's coming on into Auburn, so... Gonna be We're happy to have him. It made that it made that old Miss game even more interesting now, and I'm looking forward to it. Right. We're going to go to the the live chat here to get some comments from some of our members. We appreciate you all jumping in here. Once again, if you are a member, throw your comments in here and we'll get to as many as we can in these last 10 minutes or so. Mm. Got to start with the super chats. And that is first and foremost, Imani Smoot jumping in here saying, I think adding big D linemen will free up the linebackers or free the linebackers up. Imani, we always appreciate you jumping in. Yeah. Uh, Can't disagree. Uh, that's the whole the whole purpose of having those big guys up front is to occupy blocks. If you watch how these defenses work, especially if you have the three down linemen and you're going to be playing like a zero tech, your your b- main purpose there is to slant hard against the run and occupy two linemen so that that double team can't climb to the second level and your linebackers can flow freely. Right. Um. Again, they did that. They added linemen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, with the emergence of Jason Jones, I think he's going to have a big year this year. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Imba, uh, I like I like what we're looking at on D-line. I just think uh, there's a lot of potential down there. And the linebackers, you know, if they can occupy, uh, you know, if they can plug, plug the middle, right, and the linebackers can just, again, be gap sound and assignment sound and not overplay the ball, uh, it, should be, it should look good. It should look yeah. real good. They're going to have their opportunities for sure, I believe, in our D-line up front um, being some havoc makers up there. Uh, Wardam Dad 95 says, I live in Kentucky, so I've been ragging my buddies about doing something with Justin Rogers this year. Wardam. Looking forward to Justin Rogers coming in and contributing. He was a, a contributor for the Kentucky team. Uh, we don't play Kentucky unless somehow we both make it to the SEC championship game, but it should be interesting to see um, how that goes for Kentucky minus him and plus him on our side. Yeah, just ask your buddy what's going on with, with Kentucky basketball right now. Just <laughs> tell them to focus on basketball. They're a basketball school. I think they just beat Tennessee, so maybe they're yeah, feeling yeah, a little yeah, bit right. better about themselves. I, I didn't say they were complete bums. I'm just saying. I am close. Uh, <laughs> Michael Carlisle jumps in, says, Key size looks like he's a true middle linebacker. Um, listen, I can't disagree yeah, with this. He's played the role season. in the SEC, so we definitely know he knows what he's doing in there. Just kind of see how he fits in with this defense. For sure. Yeah, I can't. I agree 100%. 22 Busy says, I heard they might move Powell to edge. This is uh, Gordon Powell, Powell Court. I always say his name. I haven't heard because this. Because he has two last names, and it confuses me every time. Um, but, I mean, I think there's a, a possibility that a couple of guys could be moving to the edge that were in that middle if they want to put... This is this is always the um, the battle that you have with trying to figure out who's going to play mm-hmm. is putting your best 
whatever number it is for linebackers. So let's you have, if you're running a three linebacker system, putting your best three linebackers out there from a talent perspective or putting the guys who fit best at this particular position out there, right? So it's like maybe Gordon has a Powell has a, a bunch of talent, right? And it's like, oh, we want to get him on the field, so let's move him to outside linebacker. But maybe he's not; he doesn't fit there. Um, and it's, you have that same issue sometimes with DB, right? So you have a guy who looks really good, but he plays better on the outside. But you already got somebody on the outside you really like, so you move him to the inside to a nickel or a slot corner, and they struggle a little bit because it's like where their natural fit is out here. You have that along the offensive line a lot. This guy play he, he's one of our better offensive linemen, and we need five good guys up front. So we're gonna move this guy over here, but he doesn't fit that particular position. But he's a good offensive lineman. He's the one of the top five we have, but maybe not top at that particular role. And so that's always the balancing act that you have as a coach with evaluation and where you're gonna play guys. Yeah, listen, I got I got I got a favorite here at Edge that I want to see. Hmm. His name is Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is the guy we've been talking about since oh, he came in from the man, Tennessee come situation. Come on, this is his year to side, Ike. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he does it. You know, I, listen, you got to play the best guy at the end of the day. Yeah, but I'm kind of sort of hoping that best guy is Dylan Brooks. Deep down in my heart, I want to see this guy unleashed on the SEC this year. Yeah. Atlanta, I mean, listen, he came in with a lot of hype when he mm-hmm. was a freshman. He hasn't had a ton of snaps. He got his opportunities a little bit last year yep. and flashed in moments. Uh, hopefully he'll with more with a fresh start, new coaching staff and more experience. Another year in the weight training program, he'll be able to come in and make a difference this year because he doesn't have another red shirt season to make it happen. It, it's time to start putting some productivity on the field. Thanks. Uh, Lawrence Robinson jumps in and says, odds on Cam Riley becoming that guy. I think he's got a good shot. I think he's just, he's got as good a shot as any. Yeah. Just like, you know, when we talk about the deficiencies at linebacker, I don't think it's talent. Mm -hmm. I think it was coaching and it was this up here, which can be coached. Right. Right. So our defensive coordinator and our linebacker coaches coming in, they've got, they've got work to do this spring. Sure. To bring these guys mentally up to where they need to be because I think they have all the physical capabilities. Absolutely. Michael Carlisle jumps back in. Anybody else happy to take a starter from Lane? Broke and ugly. Yeah, listen, there's a new rivalry brewing here because of this offseason thing with the coaching search. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a renewed bitterness between these two fan bases. So to answer your question, yes, the hell with him. <laughs> Always on social media doing yoga and silly stuff instead of posted a instead picture of, of him the other day right, instead uh, of catching, catching a fish and i was like oh so you just gonna steal the coach's meme situation right right, right right you better catch some fish in this portal <laughs> all right uh, yeah, as out here better be recruiting recruiting uh, and michael carlisle again could riley move to edge speaking of cam riley again no i'm not qualified to speak on this what do you think like i don't know i mean so he could be an outside linebacker type from just his size perspective. I don't I, I don't know that he has the quickness in a pass rushing scenario. So okay. maybe sub package stuff, you could kick him out to the edge um, in in downs or against teams that are going to run the ball more. Um, I, I just don't know of, of him as a pass rusher like that. He, he seems more of the run stuffing. But I mean, he could play maybe like a jack linebacker right on the outside where he is. But but usually your Jack is going to be your best pass rusher. So that's the, the one thing I have a question about. I haven't seen him 
just been the edge pass rusher type quickness. Right. Um, so yet to be seen on that. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Lawrence Robinson, could the scheme change increase Steiner's productivity? Speaking of Wesley Steiner. Yes. Now, if you've heard me talk about this a lot on offense, uh, not as much on defense, but I feel like scheme was Auburn's biggest issue last season. Right. And we saw that over the last four games. Uh, this offense was capable of scoring points, mm-hmm. always capable of scoring points. And they were, and it was tough on defense as well. I think scheme it can help, a good scheme can help everybody, right? Because it puts guys in the right position to make plays. So if you call a bad play and you can't get bad on defense, you can't get mad at a guy about, about you know, being out of position. Mm-hmm. You called a bad, you called a bad play. Or you got fooled by the offensive coordinator on the other side of the field. So, yes, to answer, yes, a scheme change could increase Steiner's production significantly. Looking forward to seeing more productivity from the linebacker spot. And if it's Wesley Steiner, I want him to go out there and ball. Listen, Wesley Steiner is a thumper, man. He can come in and play downhill um, and and really cause some havoc. It's just about him being in the right spot, as you said, Mike G. He's got to pick the right, you know, gap, and then he's got to get the right leverage. And when he comes in there... You know, he needs to make the tackle. That's the other kind of bugaboo, I think. With make the tackle. Missing tackles, man. Make the tackle. Yeah. Exactly. James Sawyer jumps in. Linebackers could take a step forward in this system along with the depth at D-line, too. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Definitely can uh, see some productivity happening there because of the depth that's there. That's going to be a big portion of it is having the rotations right on defensive line. So you've got fresh bodies in there to continue to do stuff and not having a drop off when you go to that second level or that that line change that's happening. Right. Michael Carlisle jumps back in. Mike, hold that morning drop coffee cup up to the screen. He wants to see the live version of that. He wants to see the live version of that. So I'm going to go ahead and hold this up for you guys. Let me know if it gets fuzzy. There's real coffee in here in my morning drop mug. In my morning drop mug. So, yeah, I got some Dunkin' Donuts this morning. It's it's got me going for this morning (laughs) drop. P. Pass jumps in and says, I feel rotten for last year's freshmen as they are near buried on the depth chart. Very talented DBs. Mm, Yeah. Um, Defensive back room is full. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a lot of guys just chomping at the bit, right? Um, but they've got a lot of talent in that room. That might be Auburn's strongest position group going into this season or going into the spring, let me say that. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to seeing how those DBs, and I, I didn't say this, but Lawrence, man, uh, appreciate you watching from out there in Pakistan. I saw that you were uh, overseas right now, man, so appreciate you checking us out over there. Uh, P-Pass with another comment says, it's fourth and two from the Ole Miss 38 keys with a stop in the backfield. He's giving a, his prediction of what the call is going to be <laughs> from the radio or the television. Uh, and I like it. I Austin like Keys getting a fourth and two stop for, or, uh, against his former team. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, just keep taking them from lane. That's all I got to say. <laughs> keep taking them from lane. Um, Brian Hancher jumps in and says, can we stop this freeze fan, not freeze fan and be Auburn's fan and be Auburn fans? Uh, you know what? Okay. I have some feelings about this and we're, okay. we're, we're just about at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, I think there are some people who feel like there are some things that are just bigger than football. For sure. Right. I, don't begrudge those people their opinions, yep. right? Um, there were some 
who wanted us to adopt those opinions. I, I was I was open about how I felt about the hire before we hired him. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't at the top of my list. Um, but Auburn made the decision, right? So we have a job to do, and that's to cover the program. Uh, and you know, my prayer is is that like nine months from now, we're talking about football. Right. You know, you always hope the conversation is about football, right? So um, you've heard me say this before about, you know, people picking this player over that player and this, you know, at the end of the day, just choose Auburn. Right. Right. And if you're choosing Auburn in this sense, I'm saying all this to agree with Brian, Brian Hancher here. Um, if you're choosing Auburn, that means that you're hoping for the best with this hire. Right. You're hoping that all the things that made it questionable don't pop up and that he uh, stands by his, I was his commitment to earn our trust. Right. Per his own words at his press conference. Correct. Give me a chance to earn your trust. Uh, That's all I want. All I want to see, all I want to see is that this is a leader of young men, a developer of young minds. And whether you like it or not, the head coach of any football team is a role model. Factual. Right. You don't get you don't get a choice in the matter. You're a role model. Right. So step up to the plate and be the man that we expect you to be. Be the coach we expect you to be for six and a half million dollars. All right. Yeah. So I agree with Brian here. Choose Auburn. That's all I'm saying. And choosing Auburn means not only rooting for Hugh Freeze on the football field, but rooting for him in life. Right. Right, to be a better person. Here's the thing. He's in the chair now, right? Like, right. so however you felt before, he's he's there now. So mm-hmm. let's figure out a way to uplift the guy that's sitting in the seat. And that's, that's the thing it. that I just want people to figure out how to do, whether it is the guy who's the head coach, whether it's the guy who's the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the quarterback, the whatever, figure out a way to lift up the person sitting in the chair because they're sitting at the helm of the program that you love. That doesn't mean you have to go to lunch with him. Right. That doesn't mean that you have to write him a Christmas card every year and, and be buddy-buddy, but root for them to do the absolute best while they're the person in the chair it also doesn't mean you can't critique when they don't do a good job. Right. But to say, I'm not going to support the person sitting in the chair because I don't like the person in the chair, that's not the way that you find unity amongst your thing. Yeah. Like, listen, again, I don't begrudge anybody, though, who says, I yeah. find these actions to be this. I am 100% <laughs> not upset at anybody yeah, who has right. an issue outside of football. That's why I say... I don't you you don't have to support him. I'm asking you to support the football program and I get that those lines become blurred. But mm. again, you can just not watch. You can do you, yeah. listen, at look, the end look. of the day, do whatever your conscience tells you to do. Don't be mad at me because my conscience doesn't lead me in the same direction though. Right. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, again, we're going to cover the program. Yeah. Regardless, right? So whoever they put out there, we're going to cover it. And uh, we're going to talk about what they do. Right. So if if what he gives us to talk about are those things that in the past, we're going to talk about it. Right. Right. Because but you open that conversation back up. You, yeah. With your actions. Right. Yep. So I think that he understands that. 
And we understand it. I thought he addressed it well at his opening press conference. Auburn feels like they did their due diligence in interviewing him and people close to him uh, or, or, you know, around him or people who might have critical feedback of him. So it's time to just move the conversation to football. Yeah. We're looking forward to talking more about football in the future and less about this stuff. Yeah. Unless he gives us a reason not to. Right. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So if he gives us the reason, hey, listen, we're going to talk about it. That would be unfortunate for everybody. Right. And again, I'm rooting for that to never be a conversation again. I'm 100% hoping that that never becomes a part of this narrative for Hugh Freeze as the Auburn head football coach. Yeah. Like none of us, none of us deserve grace, but God gives it to us anyway. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, grace has been afforded to him in this opportunity. And my prayer is, is that he makes the most of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are about to get out of here. We appreciate you guys dropping in with us this morning and every morning in which we're doing a morning drop. We are out of here as always. War Eagle. We'll holler at you guys later. Peace. Peace.